There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What do you do when a family member, maybe extended family, is creating a toxic atmosphere for you? What do you do at family gatherings if this person is either ignoring you or openly hostile with you or anything like that? Today on the podcast, I'm going to be answering a question from you about what to do with toxic extended family. So stay tuned. Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf. You should know that by now. I am very excited to be here with you. I uh, just, we just celebrated my son's 18th birthday, my son, Max. I cannot believe he turned 18. It is too weird to even think about. (sighs) I still have the 15-year-old, my daughter, McCartney. So (laughs) I have a few more years with babies in the house, but um, it's so weird. Anyway, it's, so it's been a little surreal on my end and, you know, school starting again and all that. So it's, anyway, it has just been a thing. It's interesting to be coming back in the world in a new way. Um, and I'm mostly feeling good though. I, it's so hard these days, you know, when you ask someone how they are, it's like, Hey, how you doing? And it's, kind of like, well, great, given the circumstances. I mean, there's just so much going on in the world, so much happening. Um, So, uh, but I do feel 
great. And again, in those larger um, frame of given the circumstances. So anyway, but it's good to be here with you. This is always my favorite part of the week when uh, I do the podcast. I just, I really love it so much. And if you don't know by now, we also have the podcast on YouTube. If you want to watch me doing the podcast, you can go check that out on YouTube. We'll always link to that in the show notes on uh, abbymetcalf.com. Uh, forward slash podcast. That's where you'll find the podcast on my website and links there to all the things we talk about uh, in the show. Uh, so, you know, that's a place to find stuff. You can also just search for me on um, YouTube and find me that way. So whatever floats your boat. So I get a lot of questions uh, in. And again, you can send questions to me at abby at abbymedcalf.com, or you can go again to the website and there's a space um, in the contact me area. And those do come to me. I do answer every email uh, and I am, I have a stack to answer on the show and I'm going to probably do some more of these so that I can get to people's questions um, a little sooner. And if you haven't yet, by the way, I would really appreciate it if you left a review for the podcast. If you enjoy this, if you get something from it, that is the thing you could do for me. Uh, I don't have outside sponsors on the podcast. It is me that sponsors this. So, you know, I always appreciate we're in a relationship. We are in a relationship, me and you. And so I give, give, and I'm going to give either way. So even if you don't leave one, I'm going to give because that's what I do. And I would really appreciate it. And it would mean a lot to me if you would leave a review of the podcast. You can also leave it on Audible. If you don't know, we're on Audible. Uh, and you can leave a review there or on um, you know, iTunes. So wherever you can, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated by me. There you go. There's the love. Okay. So let's get to our question. This was such a good one. And basically it's, what do you do about an extended family member who's ignoring you and creating a toxic atmosphere at family gatherings? But I'm going to extend this a little because I get this kind of question from a lot of people, you know, having someone, <clears throat> excuse me, in your extended family who doesn't show you the love <laughs> and maybe even is toxic in some way. So this could be, sometimes it's a mother-in-law. This particular email is about a sister-in-law. But it could go either way. And this is, um, this one's from all the way across the world in Ireland, which was very exciting. Thank you. I love that you're listening to me over there. Uh, and as always, you know, I don't give people's names and I do try to change a lot of the um, particulars so that, you know, you're, no one knows it's you. Some of you have written in and you've said you can use my name, you can be out there. So please do that. Uh, when you write in, let me know, but otherwise I will always try to change it. But basically here's what she's saying, which is um, really interesting. And her, her hubby, this woman, we're going to call her Colleen, uh, her <laughs> Ireland, how, how stereotypical can I get? Right. Uh, so we're going to say Colleen from Ireland. She has, a, her husband was drinking and the family didn't know about it. And that was going on for a couple of years. And he admitted it to her that he had a problem with alcohol and they ended up, you know, he ended up getting clean and sober, which is great. Uh, after many times, you know, he finally kind of got there, which is awesome. Good for you. And she was by his side, you know, doing treatment, all, you know, doing the family part of treatment. And I hope going to Al-Anon over there or something like that. She didn't quite say that, but she talks about, uh, you know, being involved and which is great. Uh, always remember that you're a shared resource with whoever you're partnered with. 
So if they have a drug or alcohol problem, that's a us thing, not a them thing. And I'm not saying you can control them because you can't, but you can get treatment for you. You can get help for you if they are not. Um, and then if they are doing it, please join in, you know, please be part of that. And I always use the example of, you know, if your God forbid, your partner had cancer, there's no way you would be like, well, go take care of that. I'll see you in a few weeks. Let me know how it goes. That would never happen. But again, with mental health issues, we often see them as someone's choice that they're, uh, if they, if he, if he loved me more, he wouldn't drink that kind of stuff. And that is not true. Uh, trust me, I'm, I'm a recovering addict, as a lot of you know, and nobody, but nobody wakes up and thinks, I think I'll destroy my life now by doing some drugs because that'll be great or drinking. That is not how it works. We have a brain disease. We, it's a real thing. It's not an excuse. It's not anything else but an explanation for what it is. Uh, as many people's diseases are in the body, ours is in the brain. And there's literally physical changes in the brain when it comes to addiction. So, and there's also, you know, genes that have been associated with addiction. It goes on and on. There's a lot of physical um, pieces to it. So having said that, she's basically in this email, she's talking about how you know, first of all, she had very little support from his family during the whole rehab period. Um, and, you know, really, she was just trying to keep it together during this time. You can imagine, right? This whole huge problem gets dumped on you. You got to figure it out. And I will tell you, just to keep your head above water, <clears throat> excuse me, is huge when something like this is going on. And that's what she was trying to do. So was she super communicative with the family or telling them everything or including them all the way? I think not. But, and again, if you're on the other side of this with maybe you have a brother who's an addict and, you know, a sister-in-law who's not, you know, keeping you in the loop. It's always amazing to me. One of the first things I think that happens, and this uh, Colleen said it in her email, very smart Colleen, that really the family and the sister-in-law specifically this the, her her husband's sister is they're really mad at him and what they're doing is they're taking it out on her and that happens a lot so people feel like they can't upset the addict you know they can't i'm going to say addict not alcoholic i'll use those terms interchangeably whichever they you know they can't talk to that person necessarily or they're mad but they feel guilty about it because they do know it's a disease or they're worried that if they get mad the person's going to go off the deep end and drink again it's going to be their fault or something like that because they're not educated about it uh you can't make anyone drink by the way just like you can't make them stop you can't make them do it either so anyone who tells you i did drugs because of you or i tried to hurt myself because of you or anything else that is not true that's a lie that is um, again, we have a brain disease, so our brain, our judgment is affected, our way of thinking is affected. So that's what you're hearing is, is uh, someone who's affected. Having said that, so here she has this sister-in-law who seems really angry at her husband and the, you know, the sister's brother and is taking it out on her and telling her all kinds of things. And basically what's happened with this is that she has felt close to the sister-in-law in the past, but his, the sister-in-law has gotten colder and colder over the years and has called her to yell and scream at her, you know, telling her, I guess, what a terrible wife she's been to this woman's brother and, um, you know, how she's not doing it right. And she's been kind of verbally uh, angry and abusive, which is not cool. Um, and even though she is 
this client, the Colleen, she's not my client, uh, even though Colleen has tried to explain to the family what was really going on, they really, again, most people are very uneducated about drug and alcohol, about addiction, and they don't understand what's really happening. It's a blame game. And trust me, family members often feel really guilty, especially parents, that like they did something wrong. You know, why would my kid be an addict unless I did something wrong? <clears throat> so sometimes they will try to, sorry about the frog in my throat. Sometimes they'll try to interfere or intervene in ways that are really negative because they're trying to blame they're, or they're acting like a victim or they're doing some of that. And then if you're the spouse of the person who's addicted, you get left kind of holding the bag because you're supposedly the only sane person in this situation. And that really sucks. So <clears throat> what she's asking is, she's saying that the atmosphere that's been created is nothing short of toxic with this family. They have not made her welcome in different ways. Again, it's mostly the sister. It's mostly her. And they don't have to see this family all the time. She does a little better with the parents of her husband, her in-laws, but um, in general, it's hard. And she said, I've come to see boundaries as the missing link in my marital relationship. You're a G, Colleen, because you're right. And I'm wondering how to apply them in other circumstances. My instinct is to write a letter explaining that I feel it's no longer possible for me to attend family gatherings as it's extremely distressing to be at the receiving end of such upsetting behavior. I've done everything I can to haul myself out of the awful cloud of addiction. I've single-handedly supported their brother through, this, through his recovery. I've attended therapy and group and struggled to untangle myself from his coercive control, and I'm not willing to suffer through the toxic atmosphere created by the de dehumanizing act of ignorance, you know, of someone else. Um, oh, the dehumanizing act of ignoring someone, sorry. I feel the right option is to step away and say why I am stepping away. Otherwise, they will twist my absence into some other story to tell about me. And I want to come back to this. It's really important. I will, of course, offer an olive branch by uh, way of saying that I'm open to reconciliation if there's a willingness to engage. Also, I will make clear that his mother and wider family are welcome in our home and that I will hope to continue those relationships. And she says, you know, I've been composing this letter in my head for a long time. I think my reluctance to go ahead and send it is due with, with fear. I certainly uh, don't want to make things worse. However, I feel I've exhausted every other avenue. I would greatly appreciate your advice about how to deal with this complex family relationship. <sighs> and this did come, I feel terrible, a couple months ago. So my guess is, Colleen, you might have already sent something or done something, but I'm going to talk like maybe you haven't. So here's the deal. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
and it really twists on, it really sets on this where she said, otherwise they will twist my apps. She wants to write the letter and explain. Otherwise they'll twist it, her absence into some other story tell about me. Here's the thing, guys, and this is for everyone. You can't control what other people are thinking about you or going to say about you, and all the letters in the world aren't going to change it. If someone is already there, if someone is already really angry and not asking questions and not trying to connect and doing all those things, some letter, trust me, they're going to they're going to take what they want and leave the rest. Remember the things we've talked about before. And you've had this, so you know I'm right. You've done something where you said all the right things. You said it in the right way. You've listened to my podcast. You've read my blog. You've listened to, watched the YouTube videos. And you're like, Abby, I've done this all correctly. No matter how I say it, uh, my partner gets angry with me. Or no matter how I couch it, uh, you know, my mother-in-law gets upset, whatever. You've had this experience. And guess what? It's going to be the same with this letter. She's if, if Colleen writes this letter, her sister-in-law, it is not going to sway her. And it is not going to be something they all sit around and read the letter or the sister-in-law does and goes, oh, now I understand. It's not going to happen because this person already doesn't want to understand. They're already having issues. This You got to remember, okay, so there's a few things here. One, if, if your partner is an alcoholic, the rest of their family is not perfect. I will tell you that right now, right here. People, I hear it all the time. Oh, they're the black sheep. They're so different. The rest of the family so together. Uh-uh, no way. Doesn't happen. Does not happen. They might have different issues that show up differently, but you. this doesn't happen just sort of like, I don't know, out of nowhere in a family. It really doesn't. The only time I would say that could be is if somebody, I don't know, went off to war, you know, and 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 got drug addicted uh, from an injury and came back and acted different, you know, or had some kind of horrible thing happen like that. Otherwise, families are families. And, you know, the crazy is all there. It's just a case of what it looks like. And crazy can take many different forms. So I will say that, number one, that you should understand that this sister-in-law is has issues. She already has issues. And she clearly already had issues because she was already starting to act cold, even though they'd been close before and wasn't explaining why. And, you know, Colleen was trying to figure out what she was doing wrong. And again, it's this other person's thing. So trying to control them, manipulate their emotions to, you know, be okay or understand you. And that's what that is. You're trying to manipulate them. You're trying to control them. I I know it's from a good place. It doesn't matter though. It's the same thing. And you can't do that. You got to step away from that because that's what'll make you crazy. And that's the boundary I want you to have. Just like you would have, I'm going to tell Colleen to have with her husband, right? She can't make him stop drinking. She can't make him do anything, but she can have boundaries that set up, that are set up so that his behavior does change around her. You do that all the time when you set a boundary. I don't like the big announcement of boundaries personally. I don't think they're, I think they create more um, problems than they solve. So when people, you know, tell us, make the announcement, I am no longer going to be your friend. I am no longer going to talk to you. I am no longer, just don't, just change your behavior. What's with the announcement? Why make it? And so to me, it's about Colleen deciding, okay, what will I and will I not tolerate? What can I have around me and not? And she 
I would just have a direct conversation, if anything, with the sister-in-law. The next time I would wait until a time happens that it's not going well. And in that conversation, I would let her know, you know, this is unacceptable behavior. I'm not your punching bag. I'm not your doormat. Uh, you either need to leave my home if they're together, you know, in, in your own home, or you can say, I'm going to leave now. And you go. And that's that. And just call it done. If you have a family gathering and you're inviting this, this sister-in-law, and for you, again, it could be, I don't know who, your mother-in-law or your, your own sibling, could be your own sibling, whoever it is, your friend, you would just let them know um, beforehand, hey, you're welcome to come. I'm just letting you know that I plan to be loving and open with you. And if you aren't there with me that way, then, you know, you're not welcome in my home. If you, if you're open and there, I love you. I want to have you here. Let's do this thing. So you can do that if you want. Um, you can, you know, this is your boundary. This is how you set your boundary and writing a letter and explaining yourself and what's happening. I, I just, I can't even think of a time it worked, quote unquote. I've, I think I've seen a time where someone said, oh, I didn't really understand. Thank you. But I really thought that the person they were writing to was way farther along the path. You know, they were kind of right there and they just read a little bit of a sticking point. That's when that works. When you've got two people who are so far away as what she describes, Colleen describes in this letter she wrote me. I would say that that's not really the way to go. And again, the announcements, now the sister-in-law is going to show it to the parents and to, she's going to show it to everybody. She'll show it to the the woman who checks you out at the grocery store. Everyone's going to know this thing. And you're still going to get painted as someone who, um, you know, was being mean or whatever that is. And, you know, we can't make other people feel a certain way about us. All we can do is feel a certain way about ourselves. So Colleen, you need to feel good about you and what you're doing, period, end of. That's it. That's it. You want to do right by your children. You want to do right by yourself. You want to do right by your uh, husband. And that's where it starts. Yourself is first. <laughs> and from there, it, it kind of goes out to these other family members. And all you can do is continue to have an open and forgiving heart as best you can. Your sister-in-law is doing the best with the tools she has. Her tools suck. Your husband's tools used to suck and that he was using drinking as a tool. I, not a good not a good go round, right? His resources were limited, so are hers. So whatever compassion you've had for your husband, I would like you to have for the sister-in-law as best you can. I it doesn't mean, you know, I think people think that when I say have compassion for someone or try to forgive what they're doing, they think they then have no boundary with them. And, oh, I just have to trust this person now. I just have to, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Com compassion is free. Forgiveness is free. Trust is earned. So you don't just collapse your boundary. You don't just put your boundary down and say, oh, now I'm being forgiving and compassionate. So now people can treat me any way they want. Hell no. What the hell? Do not get that from what I'm saying. If you get that from what I'm saying, to me, you're not really listening to what I'm saying. I am saying I want you to really think about where do where do I want to to be? How do I want to be? How do I want to feel when his family has left my home? How do I want to feel when I leave their home? How do I want them to feel? These are the questions to ask because that will drive your behavior. That will help you know Am I acting in line? But the first things are first, you got to know what your standards are. You have to know what your boundaries are. 
And I talk a lot about these thick or thin boundaries. And so I think what happens is we get into these very thick boundaries. Uh, well, our boundaries were too thin to begin is usually how it happens, meaning that we allowed people to treat us poorly. We allowed, you know, in this case, Colleen allowed this sister-in-law to yell at her on the phone and to tr actually treat her poorly. It sounds like for about four years, she's been cold and weird. Uh, that's been allowed for all this time. That's too thin a boundary. That's not cool. On the other side is this very thick boundary where now she's like, I don't want her around. I am drawing the line. She cannot be in my life. That is a very thick boundary. And what I'd rather is that you have something in the middle where really what I want, I say this a lot, I'm going to say it again, your boundary shouldn't change regardless how another person acts. So what generally happens is that we draw a boundary, we tell someone they have to act a certain way around us, and then they do, they shape up for a minute, and then we we let the boundary go again, and then they start acting crappy again, and then we go, oh, I, I've kept trusting them, I tried 50 times, and you know they never keep with the, you know, they never act nice long term, so I'm shutting them out now. No, 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 no. That is you doing this, this thick, thin thing. When you keep your boundary the same all the time, even when they act nice and they and they're in line and they're being loving, you just stay where you are. You don't suddenly collapse everything. You don't suddenly say, "Oh yeah, let's come over, let's spend lots of time together, let's go do all these other things." You have your boundary with this person. You know that, you know, when you spend a lot of time together, over time it hasn't gone well. So I'm not going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep setting this boundary that when you come to my home, "Hey, just a reminder, you know, really happy to have you here." Uh, we're going to have a great time. You know, I really want to bond and, and feel all the love. And, you know, if you don't want to be part of that, you do not have to be. If you hate me or you don't like me or whatever, go be you. Go do you. You just can't do it in my home. And from that very kind place, it's kind. It is kind. People think I think it's mean to set a boundary. It's not. It's kind. You're letting people know consistently exactly where you are, exactly what you expect. And when you expect the same thing over and over, people start to come around. It's when you have been changing the boundary right and left and then telling me it doesn't work, that's the problem. Stop changing your boundary. Keep it firm. Keep it tight. And keep it consistent. That is the answer. So I hope I have answered this. And mainly that you can't control what other people think about you. So you just have to do what you know is, is quote unquote right. Don't necessarily draw some big boundaries as far as, you know, I'm never speaking to you again or, you know, some sort of formal decree. But instead, as situations come up, show your boundary again. Decide beforehand what your boundary is or boundaries are and stick to them. To me, a simpler one is, you know, people treat me with respect and boom. Or my boundary is that people around me are kind. And that's it. I, that's my boundary. If you're not kind, I really can't have you in my space for any period of time. I can't have, you don't get the, the privilege of being close to me and knowing me and hearing from me. I will be kind to you no matter what, because that's what I do. Cause that's who I am, but it doesn't, but kindness and compassion do not mean that I collapse my boundary and allow you to back in my life or to, you know, do all the things we did before. Those are the things I really want you to hold. I will link to, I did a great podcast before on the keys to loving detachment. I think I call it the three keys to loving detachment. I've done podcasts on boundaries. I will link to those in the show notes because you really should check those out. 
All right, that is it for today. Thank you for hanging out with me. I love doing these segments. I will do more of them uh, because I'm hoping that they're really helpful. Actually, let me know. You know, send me emails. Let me know, uh, abby at abbymetcalf.com, what kind of podcast you like best. Do you like it when I do the, you know, five ways to not be insecure anymore, uh, which is, we should have already come out. Or <laughs> do you like it better when I just answer questions and do it this way? So I would love to hear your feedback. And uh, that's it. I I love you. I'm so pleased that you spent this time with me. Uh, I, I want what's best for you. I want you to feel love in your life all the time. And there is great love here for you. And it rests in kindness and compassion. And I want you to have that for yourself first. And that is how you'll be able to have it for others. All right. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymedcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.